0: heck is this microbiome I keep hearing about? And why is it important? Hello there, my name is Trinity and I am the Animal Nutrition Wizard. Welcome to lesson 18, or what some may call episode 18. And thank you very much for coming to listen to my podcast. For those who don't already know, I am a certified pet nutritionist. I provide empowerment and education to pet owners through the dissemination of nutritional science using free and paid guides, low-cost consults, and food analyses, as well as weekly live Q&As and, of course, this podcast. If you're interested in having a pet food formula evaluated through a custom-made personalized educational report. Or if you would like to book a consult with me, just go to www.animalnutritionwizard.org. Or if you just have one or two quick questions, you can always reach out to me. Uh, Best place would be on my Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ask the wizard. Today I wanted to introduce you to the forgotten organ, otherwise known as the microbiome. The gastrointestinal tract of your dog, your cat, and yourself contains a huge, complex and dynamic set of populations of microorganisms. Bear with me, it sounds kind of gross, but it's also very cool. These microorganisms are usually simply referred to as gut flora or beneficial bacteria. You may have heard these terms, but we actually have microbiomes in other places than our gut, and they're made up of more than just bacteria. You and your pet have microbiomes in your eyes, ears, throat, mouth, nose, and on the skin. And they also include bacteria, of course, but also fungi, yeast, and even viruses. Altogether, these microbiome organisms actually outnumber our own cells by about 10 to 1. So you and your pet actually have more genetic material in your body from microorganisms than your own actual genetic material. Uh, If you were to weigh out all of these microorganisms, in and on the body, the scale would read somewhere between three to five pounds worth of uh, bacteria and other microorganisms. That's more than the average liver in some cases. And these communities of microorganisms, they function in the body very much like an organ would, providing nourishment to the body and ridding it of unwanted components. Yet most people aren't even aware of them. So hence the mysterious title of the forgotten organ. Now, while both you and your dog or cat have microbiomes, no two are alike. This is important to be aware of, and it's something um, that is still very much being looked at because while there are tests that can be run and uh, you know stool samples that can be looked at, we're still very much learning what a healthy microbiome actually means. So the microbiome is different not only for each species, the microbiomes between say like a cat and a dog and a dog and you are going to be very different, but they're also uh, different for each individual member of each species. They're more unique than fingerprints. No two microbiomes are exactly alike, Um, although they do house uh, many of the same types of bacteria. And while research on the microbiome has barely begun and is essentially still in its infancy, we do know quite a bit already. And what we know more than anything is that our microbiomes are absolutely critical to our health. In fact, it seems more and more likely that our microbiomes play the biggest role in a healthily functioning body. So let's talk more about that. The microbiome works directly with your immune system, including the immune cells, to protect you from pathogens that enter, on a daily basis, through the mouth or the nose, sometimes through eating, sometimes simply through breathing, and from bacteria and yeasts on the skin. That very common issue of yeast infections in dogs, that is a microbiome that is out of balance yeast infection is an overgrowth of a fungus called Candida albicans. Normally, it's a relatively innocuous member of the plethora of microorganisms that live on the skin, as well as in the gut. Um, In fact, researchers at Oxford say it's found in the GI tracts of 40-60% to of healthy human adults. But it's also opportunistic, meaning it usually only causes issue in individuals with an out-of-balance microbiome, or have been immunocompromised in some way. In the case of our dogs, it's often diet-based. Yeast feeds on starch, and far too many of our dogs are on high-starch diets. They have a lot of starch content, especially in their commercially-made foods. And long-term consumption of a high-starch diet leads to many problems, and that can include a yeast infection. In the absence of starch, a diet that is too rich in certain fats can also lead to a Candida albicans overgrowth. These imbalances are actually an issue that can occur with many of the microorganisms in our bodies. And it's why it's so important to have a diverse, plentiful microbiome supported and replenished by our diets to include the good guys, AKA the beneficial bacteria, have a leg up on the bad guys, such as E. coli, Streptococcus, Candida albicans, Firmicutes, and many other potentially harmful microorganisms and pathogens that normally live in our bodies. There is a constant struggle between good and bad bacteria in our bodies every single day. So your microbiome sometimes need a little bit of help. You might wonder why you need to support and replenish this bacteria through the diet. Doesn't a good bacteria just colonize and stay there forever? Well, part of the answer is that every time a bowel movement occurs, we lose somewhere around 100 billion bacteria or more per gram of stool, and this is partly due to how bacteria protects you. It not only slows the growth of bad bacteria by competing for nutrients, and for attachment sites or homes in your body but also through essentially running suicide missions. Good or commensal bacteria in your gut will grab a hold of a pathogen, grip it tightly and prevent it from releasing toxins or attaching anywhere inside the body until it's passed through and outside of the body in the stool. And just like any other living thing, our beneficial bacteria needs to eat. (laughs) This is where Prebiotics come in, um, otherwise known as soluble and insoluble fibers. Fibrous vegetables, fructo oligosaccharides, or FOS, inulin, chicory root, these are all examples of prebiotics. And these are kind of like food for your good bacteria, and they're actually necessary to help your microbiome produce some pretty important nutrients. The gut microbiome helps your body produce enzymes for digestion. It helps to release vitamins and minerals, including very important B vitamins, from your food uh, so that they can be utilized by the body. And it helps transport nutrients from the gut lining and into the body as well. It also ferments the fiber that passes through the gut into short chain fatty acids, or SCFAs. These SCFAs help the body absorb nutrients, including calcium, magnesium, and iron. If you think about it, this makes perfect sense, uh, since many fibrous veggies like kale and broccoli are also natural sources of calcium and iron. It is a whole food complex that works together to ensure it is very bioavailable. Growing evidence also supports the idea that SCFAs exert crucial physiological effects on several organs, including the brain, uh, which can be seen in studies and reviews by institutes around the globe, um, such as the Oswaldo Cruz Institute in Rio de Janeiro has a very interesting review. This is true for both people and our pets, and researchers are now focusing on how to use the microbiome to treat neurologic disorders, such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. The microbiomes in our pets and in ourselves are without a doubt incredibly important to our health and one cannot talk about the importance of nutrition while ignoring the microbiome. So when you look to feed your dog or cat with nourishing healthy food, start thinking about feeding their microbiome too. Um, And that's all that I have today for our introductory lesson into the microbiome. I hope that you learned something new and interesting. Please feel free to reach out to me with additional questions or if you're interested in having a consult and what that all entails. And in the meantime, remember, nutrition is magic.
1: Hey, listener and wizard in training. I'd like to tell you a bit about the host of this podcast, Trinity Thresher. Trinity is an independently certified pet nutrition specialist and coach. She would like to invite you to visit her website at animalnutritionwizard.org where you can schedule a consult with her or purchase a food analysis from one of her three comprehensive packages. Her credentials include six years experience working under Dr. Katie Miller, DVM, Maintains certifications from canine nutritionist Nina Liu and Dr. Jean Dodds, as well as educators Holly and Hugo, and several certifications from Dogs Naturally Pro courses created by Dr. Marion Smart. The wizard performs ongoing study and dedicates much of her time to advancing her learning and understanding of biology, immunology, animal physiology, and nutrition. She provides coaching, consultations, guides, and free weekly Q&A sessions. Her ultimate goal is to create a certification program designed for members of the pet food industry that, once certified, would provide them with the Animal Nutrition Wizard Seal of Approval, which could be labeled directly on packaging or on their website. This seal would be one of the best ways for pet owners to quickly recognize a food, treat or supplement as safe and healthy and has met the standards of an independent third party certifier. Optimal nutrition and the well-being of your pets is the sole focus of the Animal Nutrition Wizard. Her dream is to empower pet owners everywhere and create pet nutrition wizards out of every dog and cat owner. Your support is the driving force that helps to maintain and grow these goals and dreams. Thank you.